Welcome back to another episode of the What Do We Do podcast. And on today's show, I'm joined by Marty Sheedy. Marty is known around the world as Scissor Man because Marty was born with dislocated hips and walks like a pair of scissors. He's in studio today to share his amazing story with all of us. It's going to be a great show, so let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the What Do We Do podcast. I'm your host, Dewey Stefan, and this is season four, episode five, number 90. And it's another guest episode. And that's where we bring on a leader in the community who has a story to tell, knowledge to share, and advice to give. And then we have them come on into the studio to drop some knowledge and give their story and share it with all of us. And today's guest is an amazing man in so many ways. He's an inspiration. And to millions of people around the world, he's known as Scissor Man. And he's the one, the only, Marty Sheedy. Marty, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. It's such a great honor to be here. I'm excited and I'm happy to be met and connected and it's great to be able to continue to share my story. Well, it's going to be an awesome hour. And I already know, Marty, that time is going to fly <laughs> by, okay? And again, instead of starting slow and building up to who you are now and what's going on, we're going to get right on into it, okay? Right. So you um, were born with several conditions. But rather than me get into it, I'm going to have you tell the story. And I, as you know, like to um, not call them... Um, you know, um, diseases. I don't like to call them, um, you know, anything more than just uniqueness. Yeah, uh, we that. all have our challenges. So, Marty, why don't you tell our audience today what it is that makes you so unique? When I was born, uh, my mom and my mom didn't know fully what conditions I had. They knew there was something wrong, um, but they didn't know what. And my mom continued to had the birth, even though they said, oh, well, maybe not. Uh, and then I was born, and they took me right away, and I was misdiagnosed with a condition called Warden-Hoffman's disease. And Warden-Hoffman's disease is a condition where they told my mom and dad I wouldn't live past the age of two, and if I did, my body functions would slowly start to deteriorate. Um, so that was a big shock to my parents. Uh, but I was, then I, they got the right, the right diagnosis and I, it was called arthrogryposis and prune belly syndrome. So arthrogryposis is the condition of the joints and the muscles and it affects everyone completely differently. So I had club hands when I was born. Uh, my feet were turned in and uh, like a golf club. My joke is I can play golf at my feet. <laughs> and I actually got to do that, actually, which was fun. Uh, and then I had scoliosis. So they did and they put a metal rod in to straighten my back and then uh, at birth, my hips were dislocated. So 
if I, tonight stand up, and so if I tried to walk like straight laded, it's really hard. Uh, but then when I talk to my legs and walk like a parent's I can walk and run and I don't walk like a penguin. Uh, so that's the awful they post it and it affects, they stay online one in every about a hundred thousand live bumps. It affects everyone completely differently. Uh, and I was lucky to find hospitals to help me with those treatments, which is the Trainer's Hospital. Uh, all of the hospitals in the Detroit area told my mom and dad I wouldn't be able to walk, they wanted to amputate my legs, uh, and we have fantastic hospitals here. So it was 1986, the time was different, technology was different, uh, and at the time the Trainer's Hospitals were like, hey, we can do this, we can do that, we did you hope, we can you keep walking that way and we're not going to try to fix it because if we did, I might not have the mobility, the surgery would be hard, and I know my life was meant to walk like a parent's business. So then that's the author they posted. And then Poon Belly Syndrome, that's the whole nother very rare and could be degenerative condition where it's a lack of, so it's a lack of stomach muscles in the stomach. So I had like a tummy tuck type surgery. So all the women are like, oh, I want one. <laughs> uh, and that was to help keep my organs in check. Uh, and then people have numerous urology issues, numerous different and distance related to prune belly. And I had just a minor surgery and was able to be okay with that. And then the, my kidney was affected later down the road. And they do say a lot of people that have prune belly syndrome, it ends up ultimately affecting the kidney uh, uh, functions and that's yes. where you'll have to have a ultimately dialysis and then ultimately a transplant, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and what we're gonna do today, uh, Marty, and you don't know this, but um, you're gonna help with this. Mm -hmm. um, I decided that uh, for this podcast, we would like to, again, uh, give shout outs to those organizations um, that are helpful that uh, do either go above and beyond or just um, are um, you know, able to see a problem and solve it. And so doing some research um, on your situation, talking to your family, talking to your friends, talking to you, um, Again, it sounds like Shriners really stepped up and really made a difference in your life and yeah. your family's life. And the reason I bring that up is because Shriners is an internationally known uh, hospital yeah. um, network, right? Yeah. Um, but the closest one's in Chicago, Illinois to us. Yeah. We're in Metro Detroit. It sounds like that you and your family um, found a home at Shriners. Yeah. And so maybe like let's talk about Shriners a little bit and what they did for you. Because I know it's important. Um, and the reason I'll skip ahead, um, as a youth, Growing up, um, you kept going back and back, and, and, and were a, you know part of the Shriners family. And then mm -hmm. after you were eighteen, and I think even to this day, mm -hmm. you're an ambassador uh, for Shriners. Yeah. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, maybe just talk a few minutes about you know how Shriners works, because I think a lot of families in Metro Detroit or in cities that don't have Shriners, um, you might want to check it out if there's a situation that mm. scares you. Yeah, yeah. So Shriners hospitals. So 
a little bit just the twist that the you have to be a Freemason to become a Shrina. Uh, so at Shrina Luchitado, they did all of my orthopedic surgeries and uh, everything to orthopedically. So when I was younger, I, I seen the guys with the red funny fez hats and I'm like, you know what? I know this is the reason why the hospitals are running. I want to be one to the best. Because my whole life, even when I was younger, I wanted to raise awareness. I wanted to let people know about these things. So part of my journey in the beginning, after high school, was joining the Shriners. And Shriners Hospitals are a system of 22 hospitals. Uh, there's one in Mexico City and one in Montreal. And they treat children with orthopedic, burns and cleft lift uh, conditions for free of charge. They do not, they now accept medical insurance if the family has it, uh, but it's not necessary. And they just started doing that maybe 10 years ago, just because of expenses and talks. But that we feel it's one of the main reasons why they are able to do other things and have other research is because they had no red tape for so many years to just do the research in whatever plate is needed or whatever equipment. It's like here, we're going to treat the child with all the resources that they have. Uh, with, with no thoughts to the family. And local shrine temples can drive, uh, if they reach out, they will drive or provide transportation to the hospitals, either via plane, via train, or actually have guys get up at four in the morning, three in the morning, drive a van to and from the hospitals with these patients. So it's a, a really dedicated, powerful, not just group of hospitals, but an organization. And, and it's not just me. And many Shriner patients actually look forward to going to appointments because it's, it's a whole different experience instead of just going to a regular hospital. That's awesome. And so for any families out there that may uh, have a unique situation with their child that uh, you just, you know, you're, you're at, a, at a loss or you're at a, I don't know, at a, at a dead end per se, reach out to Shriners, do some research, see if that's an option for you. Yes. And for those of you out there that are so generous, and again, on this podcast at the end, we always say be radically generous. So for those that are listening today, uh, please check out Shriners. And if it's uh, appropriate for you and your family, make a donation, see what you can do to help, whether it is a monetary donation or being a driver or again just again seeing what you can do because as we say we'll say it throughout the show teamwork makes the dream work and that is that together everyone achieves more as well as you know it takes a village right i just love these um these um you know, cliches. So um, that's great. So the Shriners was there for you, and now it, they, you serve them, and they probably help you as well right, in a different yeah. way as a partner. But before we get into that, let's not skip ahead. I had the pleasure of meeting you maybe six months ago, yep. and we became fast friends, at least on my side. Yeah, I don't know too. about you, but my <laughs> side, okay? But with that, I talked to a couple of your other friends, and they use words to describe you such as dedicated, joyful, lively, 
tenacious, graceful, and grateful. Those are all words to describe you, my friend, from your other friends. And we have a new segment, Marty, this season called High Low. And so I want to start today's podcast with you playing High Low. And that is knowing these words that have been said and sharing with our audience, we would all like to know the high point of your life and the low point of your life to this point. All right. Well, that would be an interesting one. Uh, most of the time, people know me as like positive, always outdoing, and I uh, yeah, we're all human. So I that's my my low points. Uh, and there's not many, honestly. But I and my, I will talk about this more. But I had a kidney transplant seven years ago, and me and a friend were completely matched up, which is rare and we were ready to go to have the transplant and they had our blood drawn again to make sure everything was good and somehow my body turned into a mutant <laughs> and my antibodies changed and me and my friend were no longer a match so mentally it was already rough having to go through dialysis and my life was always very active and moving before that. So that slowdown put a mental block and hardship on me. But then I was ready, set and prepared and then we were not a match anymore. So that really hit me hard because I was ready to go, ready to war and it, it really emotionally hit me. But then in my true nature, I turned it around and realized that's just part of my journey and we weren't able to actually help more people in the end, but that's for later. And I guess one more low point was when I had my spine surgery, I had scoliosis. So they put a metal rod in my back to straighten that out. And that recovery, I had a ventilator and things went a little heavier and recovery was a little rougher than expected. Um, so I that's that and then like lots of important people in my life, uh, like grandparents and things. But other than that, I don't have many low points, but those in my life were... Well, Marty, uh, for our watchers out there in YouTube land and our listeners out there in Podcast Nation that don't know your story, you have several conditions yes. that you were born with. You've had dozens of surgeries in your life. And again, we'll get into the nickname Scissor Man <laughs> and all that goes with that, okay? But again, um, to have those be your low points of a kidney transplant that kind of is planned. Right. And then again, as you said, uh, took a turn. And for those out there that don't understand uh, kidney transplant and the necessity, if you don't have that, you'll die. Yeah. So you needed a kidney transplant or at some point you were going to die. Right. Yes. Fair? Yes. And so then to not have it be um, all set when it right. was all set, yeah. I can imagine not just the anxiety, but the, the maybe the hopelessness and the, the challenges and, the, right, and all that goes with that. So yeah. um, we'll maybe get more into that as well. Absolutely. And then um, the spine. Um, the spine surgery and the scoliosis. How long ago was that? Uh, I was in seventh grade, uh, so late 13, 14. Okay, so you were a teenager? Uh, I was a teenager, so oh. a much different life than 
And then the kidney uh, transplant was around seven uh, years ago? It was seven years ago. Okay. Yeah, it was well, June 2nd. Uh, and the good news is you've had it. I yeah, know that. So yeah. we'll, we'll get into that and share that amazing story and how that, uh, that uh, chain of events. There's always, um, you know, uh, lemon turns into lemonade, Absolutely. right? Uh, okay, so let's switch gears, my friend. Right. And again, um, you know, some may say you don't have any high points. Some may say that every day is a struggle and that you should, uh, you know, be just be the most, um, I don't know, negative, uh, blaming person on the planet. And I know that that's not you at all. But let's go and give a little bit of uh, motivation to our audience today. And let's tell them about some of the uh, the high points or the high point to your life at this point. Ha. Uh, there's a lot and many. Um, but I, that's... I've always wanted to be able to give back, uh, so I created a nonprofit organization, and we'll talk about that more. Uh, my high point of life, I guess it's just life itself. Uh, every day is a new adventure. Every day I uncover more. I, I've always known my purpose. Uh, I know why I was born in this body, and I, it, it's a weird statement, but it is, uh, and also some of the high points I tweeted the company, uh, learning to walk, uh, to walk slated. There's just been numerous high points that I can't really pick just one because they all connect in a different way. And uh, yeah, just life, I guess itself is, I, I'm being with you. Alive. <laughs> I'm with you. Life is like an ongoing high point. Yeah. Right? Being able to just breathe and share with this amazing world we're in. Fair? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. So that's, yeah, that would be, and my accomplishments of physical accomplishments and my health and those are my high points of my life. Well, to, again, all the listeners out there and all the viewers out there, um, Marty has uh, founded a foundation. We'll talk about that. He's also the executive director of it currently. Um, you have another product uh, that you're uh, out with as well, a uh, you know a, a more um, organic and uh, health healing um, uh, product and company. We'll talk about that as well. But then again, as you said, with all of the adversity uh, that you were born with, and that you um, you know had to deal with again your your whole life right. really right. Um, just again to have a positive attitude is a amazing because so many people that are healthy and are happy are curmudgeons they're all just negative nillies and they should be the ones that uh, you know um, should be happy right. but there you have these attitudes so again you are an inspiration to so many and telling everyone to turn that frown upside down let's talk <laughs> about um, the early days oh, of Marty Sheedy growing up um, <laughs> we're gonna go fast just because there's so much to get through yeah. but um, it really uh, just is a testament to you um, you went to public schools yeah um, you weren't homeschooled. You weren't in a special um, enclosed classroom, you know, um, kept away from the student body population. Mm -hmm. In fact, I know that in eighth grade you ran for student body president. <laughs> yeah. I heard that story. That's awesome. So, again, just to talk about, um, you know, just growing up with, um, you know, the conditions you had and, um, um, you know, how your your um, classmates treated you how the parents how the teachers how the the school district of uh, dearborn michigan uh you know looked after you and kind of just let's go from there yeah i uh i had a fantastic like childhood experience and a lot of people with disabilities have many different stories but 
I was never picked on, I was never made fun of, I never had any of that trouble. But looking back, I feel one of the reasons why that was, because I was always outdoing. I always told people up front, hey, I walked like this because I had a snitzen, or I walked like this I walked funny. And it was like curiosity killing the tat. So I would meet someone and briefly explain, hey, this is the way I'm a little physically different. And then it was like the curiosity killing the tat. So I feel that was a huge part of that experience of not being made fun of and and then and I went to prom. I was the manager on the high school basketball team, the hockey team, and the baseball team my senior year, uh, and just lived life fully and with no real problems. But Did you was, end up graduating from high school? Yeah, went to graduated from Upper Ford High School in two thousand five, and. Attended a year or two at Henry Ford Community College, but then kind of found my puppets. And that was when the Shriner started happening, and I traveled around the country. And it was like, okay, if I want to go back to school down the road, I can, but there were opportunities present that I didn't want to pass up because of school. Yeah, absolutely, and you are a lifelong learner, <laughs> so um, you are always learning, as I know you're always now teaching and sharing, but um, but that's awesome. And so um, I guess, again, you said in high school you did um, participate in the basketball team, the baseball team as team manager, and so you were uh, very involved um, in high school. Right. And then after uh, graduation, then what happened? I heard you uh, got kicked out of your mom and dad's house. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just teasing, but uh, <laughs> right. so what, what happened after high school? No, I, uh, uh, I had really great friends in high school, and then we continued to be friends at the high school, and my friend moved out of his parents' house, and I'm like, hey mom, uh, my friend actually moved in with him, and uh, then it happened. And being a person with a disability, it's always different, because you never know. Like, I understand my parents like hesitation at first, because they dedicated everything to make them healthy and alive and things. So I always understood if it felt maybe overprotective or oh, maybe watch out, and never was like, oh, just let me, because I, I understood that. So they let me do it, and then, that, then after that, it was game over. Parties at Marty's. Yeah, right? party Marty. Party at Marty's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and so then um, after, you know, after you moved out and uh, were kind of getting you know, more and more independent and on your own, um, when did the... The Shriners, uh, you know, uh, kick back in, or what did you kind of do? You know, what was your next purpose after uh, yeah, high school? So right after high school, I I joined the free. When you're 18, you need to join the Freemasons, and you have to become a Freemason to become a Shriner. What does Freemasons mean? Uh, it's a fraternal organization of a network of around the world. Uh, it's not the Illuminati, it's not anybody that's taken over the world. It's just a group of people that support different organizations and, and help people in the community and things of that nature. 
So that's the front step of becoming a trainer. And a trainer is the group of people and ordinarily the net running support hospitals. And then I was 18, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And then when at my, I believe my graduation party, they, the, we had a lesson at large that I became a mason in and they gave me a McDonald win, and then they also paid for my registration fee to become a trainer. So then at 19, I, I joined the train, and I jumped right in. I, because that was something I was and still am very passionate about. And I started giving speeches to raise the awareness about my conditions, about the hospitals and just overall sharing the story. And that led me to plates, the plates, the plates. And then at one point, the director of development at Shriners Hospital was like, hey, I want you to come. Uh, I see this website at the time, it was martytreaty.com with a AOL, it was an AOL hometown page with a counter. Uh, a video that I did on a little camera, and and it was it was great, and that he seen that and was like, hey, you should really create a nonprofit to help expand things. So that was kind of how the journey started. But the trainers being able to help people, I I always knew my puppets to help people. And it's just been time and time unfolding and, and meeting the right friends and people into my life to help keep creating. Well, and that's actually how we met Marty, right? We um, happen to be um, both <laughs> fans of uh, Kid Rock, yeah. but even more so, or maybe equal so, to um, his legendary DJ paradigm, yes. Freddie Beauregard, who uh, I think we both consider a dear friend. Absolutely. And so they were having a, t a concert stop this summer, right? Yeah. And uh, so I was there um, supporting uh, Freddie and uh, Bob Ritchie, AKA Kid Rock. <laughs> uh, and you were there as well, right? We didn't yeah. know each other, but we term really. turns out have many, many mutual friends. Right. And so you were there that night as an ambassador for the Shriners. Yep. Um, I think you had My your hat on, yeah. right? And I'm like, who is that guy over there? <laughs> Look at him. He's the star of the show. Um, and so you were there, I think, uh, fundraising as well, yeah. right? So maybe talk about what you do uh, when you go on concert tour stops or just other you know, activities. Yeah, so it was, I believe, it's been over 10 years now that Bob or Tidbock chose Reynolds Hospital as the charity of choice for the tensors. And I'm like, wow, that, that's huge and amazing thing. So they, at the time, we, it was 10 tensors that he was doing. Uh, and I went to the front one and the, the potentate at the time uh, asked me to hold the guitar uh, on stage. And I'm like, yeah, that would be amazing, I'll do that. And my crazy, funny mind, as we're walking, I, I did like intuitive like voices, so to say, not like crazy voices, but like, hey, do that, the apps that. And something inside was like, hey, ask them if you can take the microphone and hype up the crowd first. 
And I'm like, hey, is there anybody I can... They, like, walked up Detroit, uh, and they both looked at me like, huh, oh, okay, let's try it. So we did it the first time, and I was like, what's up, Detroit? And I'm like, I can't hear you, what's up, Detroit? And the whole crowd went like, yeah, and the energy was really powerful, and they started selling a lot of CDs, and they looked at me like, wow. And it was after that, the late ten though were on stage three times a night. The late ten you do that again. And at the end of the night, she's like, can you come and do all the shows? And it was like a dream come true. I'm like, absolutely. And I did all ten shows. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, I knew Bob's team and his brother and people around him. So he, Bob's brother, Billy, invited me, like, hey, you have to meet Bob. You didn't meet him yet. So he brought me back, and I, I totally thanked them for what he did for the trainers, briefly explained my condition, and I looked at him, and I go, yeah, I'm kind of like you. You'll never meet another mother quite like me. <laughs> and everyone, he jumped back and he's like, I want my picture with you. I want my picture with you. And from that point, uh, the friends that started, started, and we've been friends ever since. So it, the trainers began the friendship, but then it was outside of that that it just lasted. And I heard through the grapevine that uh, those efforts, plus other efforts, I guess we can uh, cut to the chase, you've helped raise over $500,000 for Shriners and for other organizations um, with your ambassadorships. Is that right? Yeah, it, there's been a lot of money. I mean, that's awesome, right? <laughs> so it's been a blessing. Heck yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to give another uh, story <laughs> along those same lines. I'm going to let you tell it, but have you ever heard of the Cadu Cafe? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say before we get into it, uh, that let's give a shout out to the Cadu Cafe. And uh, we have a, a, a friend that uh, is part owner there, and we encourage all of our friends uh, to go and check out the Cadu Cafe if you are ever in Metro Detroit. It's a great place. But um, uh, tell us your Kaju Cafe story. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it, my, it was my mom's 40th birthday and my grandpa took us there for dinner. And I've, I've always been a huge Redmond fan since the child and my dad and, uh, and we're eating dinner and my dad looks over and like, hey, I know that person. I, I, he's on TV and then it, he finally hits. Like that's the Detroit Red Wings that sits in touch. So we did up and we introduced ourselves and he wrote on a napkin and autographs and they just came back from Twitch Draper's wedding in Canada at the time. And it was a great experience, great day, and then me and my dad ended up going playing fellow bowling. Uh, at Tadju Cafe, they have a fella bowling. I don't know if they still have it, but it's like a dunk pit for people that don't know where you roll this round dips and you either try to get it as close to the fella or on top of the fella. So me and my dad were just messing around playing the pit 
and Dave Lewis walks in and he goes, hey, I'll, let, I'll play you if you don't, if you beat me, I'll invite you into the locker room. I'm like, oh, okay, that's really cool. And I'm, I think maybe 10, 9, 10. And, and he's like, let's do it like the playoffs. That's another three or four. And we're playing and in the final round, the final war, the angels and the universe and everyone was with me died because I roll it and the round dips literally falls on top of the feather. <laughs> like a perfect shot. It was the perfect shot on top of the feather and we're all like, well, so he was like, you can't tell the media you beat me. That's <laughs> all. Mm, <told>, no. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. No. Uh, and then he invited me into the locker room. He wrote a letter. It was mailed to the house uh, with our pictures. And then it was an amazing experience because I was able to build a lot of friendships and relationships at a young age with a lot of the Redmond players. And that was a huge motivation and inspiration to me to just seeing their drive and determination and what they do to dip to a level like that and the constant working out and exercise. And it, it's, uh, it was a, a great time of my life. And I think that was probably back in the late 1990s and that's yes. when the uh, Red Wings uh, were winning Stanley Cups Cut. like nobody's business and the grind line and we're both friends with Darren McCarty, yeah, D-Mac, yeah, right? Let's give a shout out to D-Mac. Yeah. And uh, just again, many, many other guys on the team. So if you want to go ahead and give them all a shout out, you know, some of those guys that uh, were, were near to you and dear to you back then, but certainly yeah, uh, like are still. still Steve Eisenman and Stevie Brennan Y for Stanton, sure. Uh, Martin LaPointe, yeah, they knew it. The huge Joey Dolce, uh, a lot of, and I, but kind of cool, in full circle is I knew Dan Matati and Jerry Dolce as a kid and now as an adult like friendships and I can reach out to Dan and whenever and he's there for help and he's helped with a fundraiser and I was at Gerald Dolce's event and now it's just a blessing how the friendships keep continuing and evolving in, in different ways. Yeah, I, oh, I see that um, with you in your life and in many other people that I spend time with, that uh, you start just with a, a very casual uh, conversation and next thing you know, you're uh, uh, supporting the same causes and doing yeah. the same thing. So it's really, it is a blessing and it's just it's just amazing how, you know, how things come together. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to stay on the, uh, we're going to stay on the pro yeah. sports side. So <laughs> let's talk about, um, have you recognized the number 55 with the Detroit Lions? Is, you're familiar with, uh, yeah. with 55? What does that mean to you? Stephen Tulloch. <laughs> yeah, the Stephen Tulloch Foundation and some of the stuff that he's done. So maybe tell a story about uh, your Detroit Lions uh, experiences. Yeah, so Stephen Tulloch was a huge supporter of my foundation. Uh, and he was able to give 55 tickets to the foundation that we gave to people with after they put this in Fumbelly that live in the Michigan and Ohio area. I was able to be a part of his Trinity Celebrity softball game uh, as an assistant coach for a few years. I think it was two years in a row. And that was fun. And 
He's just a huge supporter of the community and being able to partner with him in the beginning of Project Lizardate was a huge debate. And, be, and from Stephen Tulloch, uh, you also um, met Sam Martin yeah. and have done some um, some things with Sam and uh, and his foundation has supported you and your causes as well in the past, yeah. I think. And yep. uh, so um, I think there's just a lot of um, greatness that's come from your foundation. So maybe it's a good time to talk about your foundation. Project Scissorgate.org yeah. is the um, URL. So again, Project Scissor. Gate and gate is spelled G A I T, <laughs> Project Scissorgate.org. And fast fact, Marty, and I'll, I'll say this one I had to ask, what the heck is gate? G A I T. Uh, and I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that just refers to how people walk, yeah. right? So again, we can kind of get back to basics. And uh, you are the OG, original scissor man. <laughs> and that's because of the way you walk, right? Yeah. And you stood up a little bit ago and showed us um, that your legs and uh, your normal walking stance are like a pair of scissors because yeah. your, your hips are um, dislocated, dislocated yeah. right? And so um, if I have a big step and it's a traditional normal step, then I have a uh, long gait. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And if someone has a little penguin gait, they got yeah. penguin gait? Yeah. Is that kind of how that goes? Right. Okay, so hopefully someone learned something today. <laughs> G-A-I-T is kind of just what you do when you walk. Right, is yeah, that fair? The, the medical term for walking. Medical term for walking. <laughs> and then um, this podcast, hopefully, if we get it done in time, and I think we will, uh, will come out in November of 2023. Mm -hmm. So um, if it comes out November 2023, I believe, that's a very significant month for your foundation. So maybe let's talk about uh, that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this year will be 10 years since Project Liberty was founded uh, in, on November 11th. And I put um, bid into alternative healing energy month. So 11 is a powerful number. I hit the button on 11-11 when I released it. And yeah, so 10 years ago, Project Lizardate Foundation was born. So time out, two things. So we'll have to do a check-in on the 11th year, since oh, that is such yeah. a magical number, right? We'll do that. This is 10, that but 11. And the reason I bring that up is because 11 is also my number, Marty. Okay, oh. I used to say, um, who wants to be a perfect 10 when you can be a perfect 11? What's one better than a perfect 10? A perfect 11, right? And so um, I played soccer growing up and other sports, and I always wore the number 11 because I also said if you want to be number one, might as well be number one twice, okay. right? So anyway, so 11's near and dear to me as well. So um, that's great. Didn't mean to interrupt, but no. get back to it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. See, just everything, and then it's interconnected. <laughs> and fast fact, one of our other guests on Jessica Corda, she's one of the top 10 golfers in the world who's now, I think, um, having a baby, and she's off the tour currently, but Jessica Corda, her favorite number is 11. So for all those golf, uh, Jessica Corda always has the number 11 on her golf balls. But uh, I digress. Sorry, Marty, get no, back to it. No, I love it. That's great. Uh, yeah, Project Lizardate started out as an idea. It was an idea that if my walk could help me, maybe it might be able to help someone else in the world. And that was before the idea of dipping back. It was the awareness part. And then that's when I met with Bob Tatner in Chicago, trainers. And he's like, hey, no, let's do this. And then I, it just slowly evolved. I tried to do it 
on my own little day and it failed and took six months and got it back and it was the process and that's one thing just never give up if you want to start something keep trying and trying and trying and if it's truly meant to be it will run out because I've seen it in my life over and over again and I was able to meet a friend uh, her name is Marianne and she is now the program manager and she's like hey we can do this and do it in a month and a half. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I've been trying for this for a long time. And so it was created, and Project Sydney Foundation is now in 10 years. We've been able to do a lot uh, for, we've been able to do a lot as a smaller organization because it's harder to create awareness and fundraising opportunities for if it's not puppies, homeless people, and other well-known diseases or conditions. So I always knew it was going to be the uphill battle, but then one scissors that at a time, and it just keeps rolling. So one of the major accomplishments we've been able to do is three years in a row, We've been able to pay the registration fees for over like 200 people with after they post it. So there's the annual medical conference. It's a medical community conference. So they have doctors and things, but also a lot of support things. And then at night is when everyone really supports each other through words or encouragement. So we paid for the registration fees for that, and those donations were able to come two years in a row from the Tidbot Foundation, uh, and then Jimmy John. I was able to meet Jimmy John uh, from Tidbot, and he donated $10,000, uh, and that was used all to pay for the fees. We, after I had my kidney transplant, I realized, okay, this is another soul lesson that my body has to go through to learn and experience for me to help more people, to be more empathetic of the experiences that they have to deal with with dialysis or the waiting for a transplant. So I met a friend in Colorado who had Thunbelly syndrome and at the time, he was fine, didn't need a transplant. His name is Joe. And then within a year and a half, his kidney started to decline. Because Poonbali, things are unpredictable. Uh, in your teenage years, things, when you go through puberty, there's a lot of changes in the urinary system, so it's hard on the kidney. He had a transplant already at two or three. So the kidney only lapsed a certain amount of time. And so the foundation created an awareness campaign and fundraising campaign <clears throat> to help the family with expenses. But then through the awareness campaign, it spread enough that the local news of the Denver, Colorado picked up the story, interviewed Joe and the family, and then put me on as well. Because of that, 
there were 50 people that went and got tested to be a match. There were six or seven potential matches, and then those people still wanted to donate to these uh, and wanted to help, so they still went ahead and, and gave. So that, I guess, in a non-monetary way for the foundation has been the most inside impactful, but then the monetary things of helping people with expenses and a wheelchair. And you even, just for uh, newborns and their families that have it, you'll give little care packages. care packages. Is that right? Yeah, and we haven't been able to do that in a while to that the COVID things have been hard with fundraising, and, but I'm planning starting in November again. When you're born, Pumbali also they put that there's a lot of time in the hospital when you're front born. So my thought was the care package, either a $25, a $50 gift card, and then small toiletry items or things that my mom and dad ripped that they, in a pinch, had. Like, oh, at that time that they had to go downstairs or go to CVS or just those small little things made a big yeah, and, and talking with you and Marianne, who again is project manager for the foundation, um, you know, you both shared that um, the foundation kind of came about, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, because you wanted to help those families that um, didn't know what they were in for, right? right. You kind of went through the journey, because yeah. now you're an adult, and yeah. so you want to show those families that have the young children that also have these uh, conditions what's ahead of them. So you just right. want to you know, help prepare and let them know to be okay, yeah. or that they, again, aren't just going to survive, but they could thrive, thrive yeah. right, which is very important. And so, um, you know, talking to you and talking to Marianne, um, I just want to give a shout out um, to all those out there listening. Again, check out projectscissorgate.org. And um, because of COVID, you used to have a... Um, a uh, gala, yeah, like right? an annual event, an annual yeah. event and uh, that's kind of been put on hold. Yeah. And there has been some fundraising, you know, challenges um, through COVID and money. Uh, things cost more. There's this thing called inflation <laughs> and the financial side of things. We talk about inflation. Yeah. And again, I, uh, I've also, you know, um, been made aware from, from you and from Marianne about, you know, some of the larger nonprofits out there haven't really been um, able to been uh, networked with or tapped into for different reasons. Maybe you're too small of a, of a foundation or maybe like mm -hmm. you said, it's, it's not um, directly on point with where they give. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to encourage anyone out there, no matter how small or how large your foundation is to uh, check out projectscissorgate.org, reach out to Marty and Marianne and the rest of their team and see if we can get some funds raised and um, you know keep your mission moving along okay yeah yeah absolutely okay we're gonna pivot now to my favorite part of the show Marty and this part of the show is instead of it being called what do we do we're gonna pivot and call it what Marty do okay and this is a time where I'd ask you what would you go back and tell your 18 year old self or tell all those other 18-year-olds out there today what they can do to live their best life. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a hard one, and I, I thought about it. Um, but just go out, and no matter if you have a dream, 
don't stop at it no matter what. Because you might have roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, but some of those roadblocks might be the lessons that you have to overcome to then gain that knowledge and that strength or whatever had to be to then move forward because I, I would consider them or feel like them as life lessons. So if you have a goal or a dream that you just keep going one step at a time, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. And if you can't uh, understand from listening out there, podcast world or watching YouTube Nation, Marty um, is just an uplifting spirit. Everything is all smiles and always go get it. Like you said, don't let anything hold you back or nothing knock you down. If it does, get back up, dust it off, and keep moving forward. Yeah. And you're just such an, an amazing inspiration. Absolutely. And I'm just me being me doing what I'm supposed to be doing, fulfilling my purpose. Yeah, and that's what we've talked about before is again, you're fulfilling your purpose. You have a purpose here, and you, um, I believe, want to maximize every single minute of every single day and that's a great segue so with what you just said about um, living your best life um, talk about what you're doing now you have the alpha omega healing.com yes. that's the website and that's some of this stuff yeah. right here so talk about again your next adventure which is the alpha omega healing.com and everything else in your uh, wellness journey yeah uh so it's really exciting. I've always been interested in alternative healing. It's been a huge part of my life since the child. My grandma taught me a lot about it in the beginning, and I just kept rolling with it. Uh, and actually doing high school is I actually came up with this recipe, like the original beginning recipe. And I put it away and during COVID, we're all in our homes cleaning, reorganizing, and I found that. Uh, I found the original recipe. I, with new knowledge and research, I spooked it up a little bit. Then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try this and see what happens. Because intuitively, it felt right now. And so then I made 25 samples. I posted them on Facebook, uh, non-family and friends who would like uh, to try this. I had 80% positive comments. And with that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep rolling. I'm gonna keep, keep moving forward. And that's how the cell was created. I met uh, a friend, her name is Doris uh, from Life on Purpose, and they helped me to create the company and all the small logistics that's done in LLC and small business side. And I've been rocking and rolling ever since. It, it's a natural pain relief cell. It has no CBD, all essential oils, and it helps the different, it's like a icy hot or bengay, but naturally. It's like an icy hot or a bengay, but naturally. But yeah, that's natural. fantastic. And, and then this was the old label. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, 
then ever dwelling, ever evolving, and that it felt too much like it had CBD or too much attachment to CBD, and I wanted to change up the energy of it, and now this is the new label and the new self, and I feel it's much... Is it a little different formula? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because I was still learning a little bit this, the old formula didn't have aloe, uh, and beeswax, but now the new formula does, and it makes it a little more smoother, and the consistency is much better than it has before. And then besides this product, there's some other um, there's some other parts to your journey, uh, pranic healing, energy healing, and I think you started as a patient, yes. and then um, you became a student of it, right. went to class to learn more about it, and if I'm right now that uh, you're a, a teacher of it, oh, right? No, no teaching. But no teaching I, yet. No, no. Okay. All right. Maybe but that's maybe that's next. Teaching at like maybe individually, but okay. not on a class okay. level. But I share a lot of it for that beneficial teacher. Maybe down the road. Okay, but. maybe that's what's next. Heck yeah, for Marty Sheedy. Um, but uh, what else with it? Yeah, so talk but, about just yeah, again, so your, your thoughts. Uh, so energy, planet healing, we have an energy field around us uh, and our health is kind of connected to our energy field and different energy centers. I really won't dip much into it, but Planet healing is basically about removing the lead energy from the body or different organs or the energy field and then adding positive energy in uh, and we're able to feel people's energy field to detect where a depletion or a congestion may be. So we cleanse the energy field and then add it in. So with extra special with the self, so there's no CBD, but in the end, I add energy into the cells to enhance the properties of the essential oils. Because all the essential oils have a unique energy and property as well. But then when you energize them, it can enhance those properties. Well, you know, for the longest time, they've talked about Western medicine and um, how there's too many chemicals. It's too unnatural here in the West, right? Yeah. And the um, procedures, the um, innovations and in technology and medicine, certainly, again, uh, we don't want to, you know, um, uh, talk negatively no, about it. I mean, I, it, they saved my it life. saved your <laughs> life, right? But um, I've talked before on the show, my mom has a PhD in microbiology and come from a household of um, homeopathic healing and less is more mm -hmm. and, you know, let your body heal itself and, you know, yes. use the earth and all those um, around us rather than pills and manufacturing manufactured um, drugs, you know, um, to start with, right? And so I think it's um, it's really come to the forefront since COVID. And, you know, I think this is the way of wellness, yeah. that it is more of a, um, a spiritual wellness, a organic wellness, if you want to call it that, right? Yeah, so, and, and the temp it, it, it combines. Like, that's what I love about planet healing is it's more scientific-based and not as hippy-dippy, so to say as some other energy modalities that are out there. Uh, there's like engineers and doctors who are the lead, lead teachers, so let's say, of this modality. So it's like Reiki, 
but a different advancement of teaching the knowledge now with quantum physics and, and those things that we are learning. And it's cool to, in the next 10 years, I really feel that we will have more energy healers in hospitals in combining these treatments because we as healers, we're not healing people. Like you said, the body heals itself. So through food and nutrition, it removes those blockages inside. And then with the energy, it removes those blockages. And then it all combines for full healing. So it's not like, oh yeah, don't just stop whatever you're doing. Combine it and, and it will be much more effective. Combine it, yeah. That might be a great, great yeah. way to, to say it. Instead of uh, instead of replace it, a compliment. Yeah, be a compliment, right? Well, I think that's a, a great place. We're gonna have to wrap it up, Marty. I can't believe it's been an hour <laughs> already. I'm gonna um, uh, suggest to everyone out there listening and everyone viewing, again, go to projectscissorgate.org. Also, go to alphaomegahealing.com yeah. to learn more. And please search the World Wide Web and just type in Marty Sheedy, Scissorman, Marty. <laughs> CD, Michigan, just whatever. There's been several documentaries done on your life. It's amazing. You're a true inspiration. I'm going to wrap up today's show, Marty, by giving a quote by one of your biggest ambassadors. And um, it goes like this. He is the mission. Marty has a goal to let others with his conditions know that they cannot just survive, but thrive. He is the conductor of the train. You better get on board or you're gonna get run over. <laughs> How amazing is that? And that comes from your project manager, Marianne. What a strong statement. Uh, Marty, before we get out of here, and again, we might have to do a, a second episode because there's so much more to get into, but uh, for today, um, anything else that uh, you wanna share with our audience and tell the people before we uh, uh, head out? Uh, I just wanna thank you and thank everyone for listening. And if you want to learn more information about the conditions or, or or different organizations and connected to you, just please let me know and and always live your best life. <laughs> live your best life, absolutely. For everyone out there listening, uh, give us a subscribe. Please follow the podcast, uh, leave a comment, share it with your friends and family. As we always say, together, everyone achieves more. And to wrap up the show, as I always say, live your best life, be radically generous, a great big booyah to ya. And Marty Sheedy, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being here, my man. Can I get a blow up? Booyah. booyah. Another episode in the books, but we're just getting started. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.